So we mentioned that Surah Al-Baqarah talks about three different types of people. What are they? Hmm? The believers? The non-believers? And who's the third? The hypocrites, right? They're the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elaborates on the most. After talking about the asnaf or the different types of people and the different characteristics of people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then calls for... Uh, the grand calling of every Nabi and every uh, prophet that came before and that was a unified call. What is that call? To worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عَبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ أَلَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ O people, uh, worship your Lord who has created you and created the people before you so that you may be God-fearing. Question here. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may be God-fearing. What, what is that referring to? Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created, He's calling us to worship Him or that He created us and the people before us? It's the first one. Or the, the first one, yeah. Where worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you may be God-fearing. But the reasoning and the calling is that He's the one who created you and the people before you. Right? And so he didn't make the people, you and the people before you, so that you may be God-fearing. It's that he asks, or he, he commands you to worship him, so that you may be God-fearing. So that's important to understand in the sequence of the ayah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives proof of his being, and his lordship, and his uh, dominion over the land, and his rububiyyah. Rububiyyah means his, uh, his nurturing, and his caretaking, and his creational, and his active participation in the creation and taking care of the creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, الَّذِي جَعَلَ لَكُمُ الْأَرْضَ فِرَاشًا He made for you the earth as flat and wide. Not, not flat like, we're not, we're not flat earthers. We're saying flat in the sense that it's expanded, it's wide, from your perspective as a person. No one here has been to space, right? So as far as we're concerned, it's, it's, it's you know. <laughs> well, we're not saying it's flat. We're saying that from our perspective on earth, is that it's wide and spacious and open. And so we look at it and we see that it's a land that's open wide and it's, it's, it's spread open. I don't want to use the word flat. Um, uh, and he made the, the heavens above you firm and sturdy and rising above you. And sama uh, goes back to the root word sama yasmu, right? right? Is that anything that's above you, anything that's above you is referred to as sama. And so a very uh, common Arab name is Sami. Sami. What does Sami mean? The high, right? The high one. Not Sami, the English one. <laughs> right? And so Sama Yasmu is anything that's high above. And so Sama is the thing that's above you. And we'll see here that Sama is not necessarily referring to the sky, but something that's in the sky, which is above you, such as the clouds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً لَكُمْ وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ رِزْقًا لَكُمْ 
and he sent down from the sama, the thing that's above you, mashallah. Um, he sent down from the thing that's above you, meaning what? The clouds. He sent from them rain that brought forth the vegetation of the earth and all of the different barakat that the earth has to provide. Rizqan lakum, as a provision for you. Meaning that you don't earn your, your take. You're not re responsible for whatever it is that you have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives it to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the mu'min and he gives the kafir. He gives them all alike. And if it were by, uh, uh, by what we assume to be rightfully ours, then we wouldn't deserve anything. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still provides. And he is the provider, Jalla Jalalu. He who was Razzaq. فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا Do not make with Allah equivalence. And nid is an equivalent. To make someone partners or someone who is at the same status, right? In reverence, in worship, in appreciation, in uh, uh, love and care. Do not associate anyone in the same category and level of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ And, and uh, you know, don't do this knowingly. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا and if you were in doubt over what we have revealed to our servants, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he talks about the Prophet how many times does he use his name? The Prophet How many times is Muhammad in the Quran? Four. Not much, right? The whole Quran, 6,000 words, only four times. But what does he refer to him many times in the Quran? As his abd. Subhanallah asra bi'abdihi. Right? Our servant. Why is servant out of tashrif, out of nobility for the Prophet Why? Because he has fulfilled that which he was commanded to do, which is, in, which is being a servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he fulfilled that which what he was created for. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called him by that name out of tashrif. Because he has perfected the act of servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it should be done. And so that's why it's, it's, from, uh, it's not a derogatory term. It's a, a noble term when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to his servants. And it's also idhaf um, tashrif uh, in the sense that the na, right, at the end of abdina is our, right, the royal we. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, saying, he's saying our servant, my servant, he's doing idhaf. Idhaf means that it's, it's, uh, partnered or the word is coupled with the lamir, how do you say it? the pronoun of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so that's out of nobility for the Prophet I'm not a linguist so I'm sure the linguist would have better ways of saying this but and if you're in doubt of what he has come with meaning this Quran if you're in doubt with it then come with a surah like it don't come with the whole Quran come with just one surah right and a surah can be as short as three Verses, right? Come with a surah like it. And call those who can help you. A shuhada here meaning your, your allies. Call your allies. Let them help you in making this. Uh, except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, He is the one who reveals His book. If you were truthful. Meaning, bring forth something like this if you truly think that you're capable of doing it. The Prophet, He wasn't. Uh, the poet of his time. He wasn't the linguist of his time. He wasn't the masterful of his time in, in this regard. There were other people uh, that were known for this. Um, uh, that, that, you know, within Quraysh, the, the major poets and those who had, you know, elaborate skill in, 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 in literacy. But the Prophet wasn't from them. He was illiterate. He couldn't read or write. 
But he came with something that was a masterpiece that no one could match. That in its own was a sign of his prophethood. And if you don't do this, and you won't do this. The Prophet was being revealed to say these things and no one was able to do it. Fear the fire whose uh, sustenance, al-waqood, is basically the charcoal, right, that feeds the fire. The thing that feeds the fire are people and rocks. Rocks, why rocks? Who knows? Huh? It absorbs heat. No, but why rocks? Why rocks? Why, why punish rocks? It's not. It's the hellfire. No. What did people worship? Rocks. They worshiped idols, rocks. And so them and what they worship are thrown in the fire. Right? No one can take the heat of the fire. <laughs> and so... The <laughs> The rocks here are referring to the idols. It was prepared for those who were disbelievers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who die as believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's fair. He talks about the punishment, He talks about the reward. And give glad tidings to those who believe and do good deeds. For them are uh, rivers, underneath, uh, gardens underneath which rivers flow. Every time they were given uh, a thamara, a fruit, a provision for them, a reward. The branches lean down to them and they pick from it as they please. Right? They point to the ground uh, and, and, the, and, and it explodes before them with geysers of different types of, of, of liquids that come out. The rivers of Jannah are not just water and H2O. It's milk and honey and wine and whatever it is that their hearts desired and things that we couldn't even imagine. Every time they're provided from it, from any kind of thamar, from any kind of fruit, they said, we were given this before. They're there for eternity, right? A pumpkin is a pumpkin. You look at it, it looks the same. They're given to it and it looks the same, but it doesn't even taste the same. Because the people of Jannah are picky. They don't want the same thing over and over again. And so every time they have an apple, it's a different type of flavor. Every time they have a grape, it's a different thing. Every time they have a banana, it has a different... And by the way, bananas are mentioned in the Qur'an. Right? Bananas are, that they eat from those bunches and those different fruits and those different provisions, it looks the same, but it's something that tastes different every single time. وَلَهُمْ فِيهَا أَزْوَاجٌ مُطَهَّرَةٌ And for them are partners that are pure. وَهُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ And they are in there forever. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from them. Uh, one of the brothers was asking me, what are the times in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala smiles at his servants? And, uh, remind, and I told him a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu where um, Prophet sallallahu says that there will be a man, he'll come on the day of, on, in Jannat al-Na'im and he'll say, Ya Allah, I... Uh, uh, I want to plant, I want to farm. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, all you have to do is point at the ground. It comes out as you want it. He says, no, no, no. I want to farm. I enjoy farming. And so uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him to farm. And so he plants the seeds and he sows them and he weeds them and then he uh, gives them water and takes care of them and they start to grow in bunches. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that moment smiles and laughs upon this servant. And so this is, you know, the people of Jannah, they have everything that they like and everything that they are uh, uh, craving. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us, make us from them. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا أَن يَضْرِبَ مَثَلًا مَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not shy of giving any kind of example. What prompts this ayah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that the people who disbelieve, in Surah Al-Hajj, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, those who disbelieve cannot create a fly, even if they tried. A fly cannot be created by, by anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is al-khalaq, he is the person who begins creation from nothing. No one can make anything. No one can create anything. That is solely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so when the disbelievers heard this, they said, a fly, that's the example you're giving us? And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is responding, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not shy to even give an example of a fly or something less or something more than it. As for those who believe when this example is given, they'll know that this is the truth from their Lord. It makes sense. It fits. Because they're not trying to argue. They're just trying to accept what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them in their reasoning. Those who disbelieve will start to argue. Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why is he giving this example? They nitpick over every little detail. Every little thing. Nothing is enough for them. They have to nitpick on every small thing and cross every little hair. Because they don't want to accept the actual verdict that's being given to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala misguides many and he guides many. It does not misguide. These examples don't misguide anyone who's except those who are already lost. Those who are already far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Who are these people? Those who uh, break the covenant that they have taken with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after they've already taken it. What's the covenant here? Who knows the different uh, categories of qadr? How much time do I have? I don't know. Can you see? What's the time? Um, 14 or 5. Okay, we're good. We got 10 minutes. So who knows the different categories of qadr? Different categories of qadr? Qadr is destiny. Who knows? Is it seven? What? Seven. Five. There's five. What are they? The first and major one is al-lawhi al-mahfuz. The preserved tablet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he told the pen to write 50,000 years before creation and it wrote everything. Right? This is ilm al-ghayb that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. Then, there is the qadr that happens every year. That comes down as a command for the angels to implement. When is that? Laylatul Qadr, right? In Ramadan. Laylatul Qadr in Ramadan. What's the third one? Every day the sun rises. The Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down and is implemented. That Qadr is wrestled with the dua that a person makes and that dua can overcome that Qadr but it was written 50,000 years before that it would happen. That's the three types. What's the fourth? Sisters should know. When the baby reaches 120 days, and the angel brings the soul in the belly of the mother, and it's written his ajal and his happiness or despair, etc., his rizq, so on and so forth. The fifth one is what's referring to here that covenant that's taken. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before we were in our human forms, our souls were brought forth. And the Prophet he says, Al-Arwahu Junudun Mujannada. Right? The souls on that time were like sol- you know soldiers, how they're marching in, 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 in unison. The souls were brought forth before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he gave them a covenant. Am I not your Lord? They said, Yes, you are our Lord. And so that is the covenant that they broke. They were already believers. Everyone's born a believer. But then they break that oath when they fall into kufr. And so they're the ones that broke the covenant after they have taken it before. They've broken that thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded them to connect, meaning they've broken following the Prophet and what they were ordered to follow. And they spread corruption in the land. Those are the losers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that. How can you disbelieve in Allah? You were dead and Allah gave you life. Dead meaning you were nothing. You were, you were not here. You were Adam. Right? You were not existent. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought you from nothing. And then he, he takes your life and you part from that, 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 that characteristic known as being alive. It's taken from you. And then he brings you back again. We were dead twice and we're living twice. And the final time that you live is the day of judgment. When everyone is brought back, no one dies after that. Uh, then you will return to him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that meeting a good meeting for us. Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's generosity. He made everything in the earth for you. He made everything to take care of you. The an'am, the different cattle were made as humble before you to serve your every need. The stars were made for you to find guidance in. The sun was made for you to seek warmth in. The moon was made for you to set your calendars on. Everything was made for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set the stage. The cosmos before you is made to protect you. Jupiter as a planet is what is the reason why you have the asteroid belt which protects the earth from comets that can come raining down on the earth. Things that we don't know, blessings that we're oblivious to. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the earth and everything for it, for you. And you disbelieve in Him? How? He made everything in the earth for you. Then he rose above the above, above the heavens. And he made them into seven skies piled on top of each other. Each sky uh, as large, uh, the, the first sky being as small as a ring in a desert in comparison to the next one. Seven skies piled upon one of one another, things that are protective of you. The, 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 the heavens were made as a protective case for you. Indeed, he is knowing of all things. So this is Ayah 29. We'll conclude here, inshallah, for the sake of time, so that everyone can continue with their sunnah. And we'll talk uh, uh, next week, inshallah, of the story of Adam, السلام, and the tafsir of those ayat. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته